1: Good morning, Izzy, Kempe for breakfast, SENZ, Louis Herbert Watson in the house, Kempe's on holiday, he'll be back tomorrow, he's over in Fiji, Bula Kempe, big good morning to the crew, Robbie, Joe, Aroha, great to see you through the camera lads, I wish I was up there in Auckland, I'm up there on Monday actually boys, so BAP's on, a few coffees Monday morning, there you go, looking forward to it. Hope you're having a good morning. 0800 150 811 on the Ken Arthur phone line. 8833 on the Temper Bedpost text machine because that text machine was flying yesterday. It's great to be back. It is Thursday and it's just after six o'clock before you rip into your big day ending the week. Louis Herman Watts, how are you feeling, my mate? I'm good, is he? I am good. I am rational.
2: I am composed. I'm happy and grateful
1: and I'm excited for a Thursday. That is good. That is good. Any anything you want to talk about or huh? Not at all.
2: Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to talk uh, about um, free diving at some stage this morning. So if we could find a little part of the show just to chisel out some time to talk about that, that'd be good. <laughs> hey, if I get paid, Ren, one of the worst races you'll ever see a horse run. And um, I think we'll be moving on from uh, we if I get paid. She's been fun with the project. But um, unfortunately, not all horses want to be race horses. So she'll, we'll, we'll figure out what to do with her and, and she'll have another life, either as a race horse somewhere else, um where I'm not paying her bills or uh we'll rehome her. We'll find out. We'll figure out what's going on. Anyway, there you go. Done. Dusted. Anyway, what's coming up today, (laughs) Izzy? I
1: feel for you, mate. I feel for you. I feel for you. I had a I had a five leg multi (laughs) I had a five leg multi (laughs) yesterday and I thought I'd be patriotic for my for my mate and Put a put in, if I get paid top three to just bring home a nice five leg multi and it uh, wasn't meant to be but that's okay that's punting and well that's just my luck so I'll probably stop there, mate. Did you? I probably say, did. If, you <laughs> if she wasn't in your multi,
2: would she would she still be a, a race horse today? <laughs> she Who would never
1: She would have <laughs> had a better chance. Let's be honest, she would have had a better better chance. But that's okay, that's racing, and uh, I feel for you, mate. You're you're a champ, and you will get another one. Your luck will turn. I'm sure Thanks. you've got something coming up that is sitting in the paddocks waiting to be named, from what I remember. So, hey, That's you know, true. one door that closes, true. one more opens. Bang, it's meant to be. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk cricket because the test starts today. Christchurch Hagley over. The Black Caps are taking in on Sri Lanka. So we're going to have a chat to batting coach Luke Ronke and have a chat to him. Uh, They've had a few days off. They're back in camp, and they'll be excited. To uh, get back into it after a pretty historic win against England in that second test at the Basin Reserve, Wow, we couldn't believe it, had to eat my hat, and are back in the winners' circle. So so good. And then we're going to talk volleyball at 7:40 with Shauna Polly. As the volleyball is taking place this weekend, so whenever we catch up, with Shauna she is a bit bit of a friend of the show. She's got a wonderful story, and uh, looking forward to having a chat to her. And you t- you spoke about free diving. Yes. Oh, this is one sport. I would never, ever ever, 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 ever give a go. No chance. Can't even hold my breath when I'm. You know those mornings or those after nights when you're in the bath and you're like, "How well, no, long I can hold my breath?" <gasps> Wait, you're like twenty seconds, you're gone. Well, William Trubidge is an absolute freak at what he does. He's a freedive champ, and he's a uh, what he does is phenomenal. At the the fire's belief, the mental fortitude he has to have when he goes under that water is absolutely astounding. So William Tropech is going to join the show just after eight o'clock. So looking forward to that, and then we're going to talk some Super Rugby towards the end of the show. So like I said earlier, if you've got anything, oh eight hundred one five zero eight to eleven on the Kinard Hire phone line, double eight double three, temper Bedpost Post text machine. There's a few messages there that from yesterday. That we'll get to shortly, but he's a hell of a get, William Truebridge. um, I've followed his story for a few years now. Has he? Is has he still got the record? He broke the record uh, a while back, didn't he? But there's someone yeah, else. Got yeah, there.
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, not. I'm not sure. He's broken. He's a. He's broken 17 world records. So I'm not sure where he sits. There's lots of different classes of it. We can ask him. Oh, yeah. But I think the thing that's I find very curious about William Truebridge is the work he does outside of the water to be able to help him make sure that he can perform because he puts himself in a situation where, and I watched a video this morning as you're writing the notes for his interview and he, he's nearly died at least once. Um, <laughs> and he puts himself in a situation where he is, there's nowhere to hide. You can't go anywhere. Like the, the safety, the bailouts are very, you know, it's, it's precarious stuff. And, he has to be so mentally strong and at the moment he's so actually trying divers,
1: to... they've got divers, eh? They've got divers that are like at stages blue. I'm just reading he went. He was the first man to go deeper than 100 metres 330 feet so yeah. he's gone deep but I think every 20 metres they've got divers with um, with oxygen tanks so there's a 20 metre window that you're kind of by yourself
2: Yeah <laughs> and then there's a there was there was one situation where they had to release the once I think he was there weren't divers down there and they had to release the kind of pulley to get him back up and he was underwater for more than seven minutes and he was then unconscious for a minute and he uh he remembered breathing and thinking this could be my last breath well ask him about it it's an incredible an incredible thing to get your head around being underwater for seven minutes and i actually can't i can say the words but i can't understand what that would be like and more than an athlete, he's actually trying to help people, is he, with this mental immune system and um, kind of try and teach people, and he's trying to kind of pass on his lessons about how you can build clarity and strength in your brain for when you're anxious or when you're stressed or when life is not you know, going so well so you can kind of stare into the hazard and, and be able to find strength, and I think that is amazing, and, and I would trust a bloke that could be under order for seven minutes to teach me about mental clarity. <laughs>
1: Oh, I I would too, 100%. Like, you've got to be fighting some absolute demons when you're down there to just continue to keep guard, keep guard. And if anyone can do it, it's William Trubridge. So I'll be listening closely to that, Louis.
2: Can I just, can I put it like this? You think about running for five minutes. Hmm. Like running for five minutes. And think about, yeah, like, especially if you haven't <laughs> run in a while, think about yeah. like, the last minute or you know between five and six minutes if you haven't run in a while think about how long it feels like you're going for and you're like oh can i or swimming for swimming for six minutes straight
1: and then think about not being able to breathe yeah i just i can't (laughs) because i that is probably my worst fear my worst fear is drowning probably one of them is honestly i I like I like eating fish, but I probably I'm not a diver and I'm not a fisherman. I like a, I like going fishing, but I wouldn't put my feet in the water. It's too many sharks and all that you know carry on down there. But just going out there and diving over a hundred meters, and once you you know how you get to the bottom of the pool, and you think, mm-hmm. wow, this is deep, and then you push off the bottom to get back up. Yeah, like, <gasps> you ain't pushing off anything. You got to swim back up. You got to get back up because you got to you got to ascend. At a rate where you don't burst your lungs, equalize, you know. It's not just about, oh, yeah, I'm ready now and just swim up to the top and and get there and take take a breath. (laughs) It's like you've got to slowly (laughs) make your way up. It's 10 oh. set cooked.
2: It is, it, is, it is off its head, and he's going to tell us all about it after 8 o'clock. I can't wait. We're going to do it on wait. Zoom yep. with any luck so we can get some footage online because he's a great New Zealander. He's a, oh, this is. This will be one of my favourite interviews we've done all going well. Touch wood that we can get him on the line. He's in the Bahamas, and I imagine he's in the Bahamas because that's where they have the trenches where you can go deep. So um, that's that's what he's doing. Izzy, I've got a question for you. You did, Completely right? unrelated.
1: He's at Dean's Blues Hole in Long Island, Bahamas. There you go. Ah. That's where the big hole is so he can dive
0: deep.
2: <laughs> That's right. Okay, okay, what's questions? Oh, completely unrelated from freediving and slow race horses oh, and cricket. Completely unrelated to anything. Do you like chutney in your bacon and egg pie?
1: In it or on the plate? In it. Um, never had it. Never had no. it. So it's, I've had it on the side. I, I do love a tea sauce or a bit of, bit of sauce on the plate just to dip that bacon pie in, but I've never had chutney in it. Why?
2: Well, yesterday, I'm going to the cricket today, and if anybody is at the cricket today, come and say g'day. I'll be on the banks. I'm going to go, I'll go take some photos for SMG. Shannon, make you and, one. No, well, I made one.
1: Oh, did
2: you? I I tried my oh, hardest. I'm going, with, who my, are I'm going you? with my dad and my. I'm going with my dad and my uncle, and I tried to drop them the hints. I said, "I'll sort the tickets, but can you bake a bacon and egg pie?" And they just stoically just said "no." Nah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 so I uh, I took it upon myself on my way from work yesterday. I Picked up some eggs, some bacon ends, yeah. and I went to make a bacon and egg pie, and at the thought. And I heard about this before. I'd actually never made a bacon egg pie, but I've had bacon egg pies with a little bit of chutney in it. And I, I thought to myself, I'll put some chutney in it. And I had a piece last night, and it's a sweet, sweet chili relish. And it yeah. is an absolute game changer. It is so That's good. Sick. So bacon, onion, and then just splash some like little dollops of chutney on the base before I crack the eggs in. And I'm um, just curious, double eight, double three, are people okay with that? Or are the traditionalists out there going to say that is insane? Why would you put chutney in your bacon egg pie? I'm curious. Is that is that an acceptable thing to do?
1: Did you put peas in it? I didn't. Well, that's, that's, that's controversial. Mm. I want to know if you like peas in your bacon egg pie because I'm unsure whether I'm a fan, but I've had plenty and I just remember seeing the odd pea and then the odd one. So look, bacon egg pie. My wife makes a fantastic bacon egg pie. I knew that she so would. so good. Every she day makes simple.
2: <laughs> the rock star Daisy Dag. I knew she would have. I actually I have asked the wrong Dag. Can you when she delivers the coffee? Can you ask her? Can you ask her okay. if she thinks it's okay that I put relish in my bacon egg pie?
1: I'll put the cans on her when she comes in, and I'll let you know. Thank Irish you. John's got something to say. I've never heard of relish in it. But hey, you can be adventurous and try your own thing. That's what cooking's about, mate. You make your own <coughs> recipes, isn't it? Try, try new things. Some things, they work, and you wouldn't have told me. Some things work, and you tell me. I think it's a great thing. Well, look, I'm not going to lie. Last night, I had um, slow-cooked lamb shanks and uh, diced <laughs> tomatoes, <laughs> carrots on, um, Don't lie, on mashed potato. It was so good. <laughs> Jeez, that's the reason why I'm carrying all this tuck around me guts. Anyway... Love it, Louie. I want to try that. Um, yeah, I'll come see after. Okay. I'll well, I'll I'll
2: No, Come to the cricket. be a piece. No, no peas. I don't like peas in my. No, be a pie.
1: oh, A little slice. Yeah, a little slice. Yeah, I'll be. be. A,
2: I'll be on the Hegley. Actually, if anybody comes and says good day at the cricket today, I'll give you. I've got. There's enough of it, and I'll, <laughs> my dad and my uncle aren't getting any
1: after they just refused. So. <laughs> Oh, you're a cracker. Well, enjoy the cricket today. And uh, just remember, we have another pair of the all-new ZG23 Ranger Golf Shoes from Adidas. Get in touch with us on double eight double three or 0800-150-811 and let us know one simple thing. What position will our star golfer, Ryan Fox, finishing at the Players' Championship? Foxy tees off at 2.29 a.m tomorrow morning, so we'll be catching the end of his round when we wake up for our Friday show. Lights without, light without limits, ZG23 golf shoes from Adidas. We've given away a couple this week. We want to give away another one. All you have to do is let us know on double eight, double three, the position that Ryan Fox will finish in at the Players' Championship and some messages are coming through regarding your pie. I knew it would get everyone going. How good is that? And just on that, It's time for this. Can't wait question of the
2: day. Yeah, well, I've missed a trick here. My can't wait question of the day really should have been, is chutney okay? Would you prefer chutney or peas in your bacon egg pie? Ken says, (laughs) guys, always chutney and mixed veggie and pie every time. See, Ken, I'm just not sure about the mixed veggie. John says chutney would be good, I reckon. Absolutely no peas, is he? So John's on the side of no peas. Uh (laughs) Charlie, Izzy, don't pee in your bacon and egg
1: pie. (laughs) Got you,
2: Charlie.
1: Look, I've just had the old one with peas. I don't. My wife doesn't put peas in them, but I've just had the old one. I've had a few bacon and egg pies, lads, if you can tell. Very good. Good tucker.
2: No offence to anyone on the text line, but I'm not gonna. I will not. Take any advice from anyone apart from Daisy Dagg. but please text double eight double three. Is chutney okay in your bacon and egg pie? My actual question is, it's cricket related. It's not what are we eating today on the banks of Hagley Oval, New Zealand's premier cricket venue, by the way. Um, my question is, are we back in love with the Black Caps heading into another Test series? Because it's been an emotional roller coaster with our Black Caps over the last. Week. Well, we won a Test for the first time in a year. Are we back in love? Double eight, double three, Izzy. Are you back in love with your black caps?
1: Oh, I've always loved the black caps. I've always loved them being, back and in look love. like I think back in Um I think this is this win has painted over a few cracks. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna be completely honest. I, I think it's just p- taken taking a little bit of the heat off that, you know, off off Gary Stead and, and a couple of players. Um that were Question marks over them before that win. So time will tell. They've given themselves a little bit of a heartbeat, as they say, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll just continue to watch the space. Uh, there was definitely doubts. I've always, I'll always love this team, but I just think that historic win has uh, taken the spotlight off a couple of people in that environment. So there you go.
2: Very wise. And I think I am on the same lines, mate. But I I am back in love with cricket again. I'm so excited to go. Oh, yeah. I was feeling a little bit down. And if we got pumped by England, I was would be worried about how I would be feeling today going into the Sri Lankan test. I'd probably be thinking, oh, yeah, but whatever. You know, we couldn't hang with the big boys. So it has given me a little bit more zest and life for cricket which is good, and I think that's important. Yep. Even when you're not playing your best sport, you need to keep the fans and you need to keep your fan base engaged, and they have done that in the most miraculous way. So I am back in love with the Black Caps, and I always loved the Black Caps, yep. but
1: I'm back in love with them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Go the Black Caps up against Sri Lanka. we got Luke Ronke after 7 o'clock, so stay tuned. Let us know, double eight double three. Are we back in love with the Black Caps heading into another test series? You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Good morning. Welcome back. Bula Vinaka, Tony Kemp. He's up. Kempi, uncle, he's up. He's flying back to NZ today. He'll be back on the show tomorrow morning. And uh, he's caught up with one and only former Sevens player for Fiji, Ifrema. Ifremi. Naruma is my man, and we're going to interview him tomorrow. So, bula, Kempi. He'll go in the draw, brother. He'll go in the draw for those ZG. Not ZH, ZG. 23 shoes, Hey, eh? you got to go in the draw, my brother. will be good to get you back. Hope you're having a good holiday. Well deserved. A uh, couple of messages coming through. Louis, depending on the size of diced onion and half to a cup of mixed veggies. Yum. Mark, everyone's hungry now. You've got everyone hungry. I feel like a bacon egg pie. I might have to ask the wife to whip one up today. the lads and Aroha. Louis, when it comes to bacon egg pie, you do you, mate. But if you leave the yolks whole and don't mix the eggs up, get out of here from Mark. Yep, Mark,
2: I agree. Now, I don't mix them, but I spike them and I let, let the egg, let the yolk run. Not necessarily like I don't have a whisk in there, you know, but I've let the, you know, you break the yoke. I'm with you there. Are you a bit of a chef, Louie? No. No, no, no. no, no. Oh. Okay. No. Well, it no, must be, because um, it's not easy to make a bacon egg pie. It, it is so easy to make a bacon egg pie. Is it? I've I tried. <laughs> 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 I made, I, I, do you know why I can tell you that? Because I tried, I what? said Shannon, I said Shannon, Michael and Mark aren't, they don't want to make a pie, can you, you make a pie? She's like, mate, it's the easiest thing you could ever do. She's like, sends me this Edmunds recipe. It's like pastry, bacon, egg, pastry, oven. You know, if you wanted to just do it like that. So it is easy.
1: I might have to I might have to have a wheel today, have a little pie off. Okay. Chutney or relish in the pie is good, Louie. Little dollops is the correct way. You can put almost anything in condiment wise, as long as it holds its shape. Hence dollops work well. Take a little salt in a container to Cricket, we sprinkle enhances the cold pie. Oh yes. How good is that? Salt in a container to sprinkle on a Hey, you're going to be a fully fridge cricketer in that crowd, aren't huh? you? You're going to have your little side pack, your little picnic pack, a little little uh, blanket. What are you going to have, a little seat, a couple of little hazies? Oh.
2: Uh, I've actually, believe it or not, and this will be hard to believe, I'm actually off the grog this month. I've uh, decided that summer kind of sent me for touch, so I've actually... Um, Doing a uh, sober march, which so far I'm feeling good. And so I've got a couple of little hazy lemonades for the cricket.
1: Well done. Good on you. That's awesome, mate. Congratulations. And um, one here from Brett. He's regarding our uh, our Adidas shoes. Foxy is going to finish in a tie for third with Scheffler and Zalatoris. Second, Tony Finau. And John Rahm is going to win. Foxy will win at Augusta. And I'm hungry now. That is from Brett. So he's hungry. So there you go. A little... A little tip there. So you got in the draw there, um, Brady. and the one here from Mark, Louis. Oh no, we've read that one from oh, Mark. Morning yeah. lads, Foxy is gonna win, uh, Foxy is gonna go the whole hog and win it midfield after round one to come home strong and win. this. Mark from Tauranga. Thank you very much. Another one from another Mark. How about Foxy finished in a three-way playoff for the title with John Ram and McRoy, size 12, please. <laughs> Mark, Mark well, you've entered that. You've entered this every single day. So you are persistent. I absolutely love it. And then here's one. <laughs> Izzy. time we can stick one up there, straight up, McCullum, it's got to be good. Cheers, Steve. P.S. It would have been unbearable if they had been this 2 0. There you go. 2 0. Caught up with Baz last week. He's in flying form. He's absolutely flying. And all I can hear from his mouth is what a gig, eh? What a gig. He's got a gig as our good friend Bears. I see what a gig, mate. Yeah, I'm getting up at four forty every AM every morning. Yeah. What time are you up? Oh about nine. <laughs> Training's optional. Training's optional, so if you can't be bothered going to train, you don't have to, and I won't, you know, pay you out for it. I was like, mate, what a gig. So are you optional too, Bears? Yeah. Yeah, he's optional. Anyway. It's enough of that. <laughs> Keep those messages coming through on <laughs> double eight double three. Are we back in love with the Black Caps heading into another test series? Let us know that it's taking place today at Hagley Oval. They're taking on Sri Lanka. we got some headlines with Joe. And remember, Quizzy Dad coming up at 6.40 this morning. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Thank you, Haas. Now time to catch up with the one and only Joey B for some headlines. Brought to you by Bunnings. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Joey B.
3: Hey, boys. Yeah, despite being uncapped, Highlander skipper Billy Harmon will miss tomorrow night's game against the Chiefs to get some rest as he was on the All Blacks Norland Tour last year and can't play six consecutive games in a row. Just madness in a other madness, boys. Florida Governor Ron DeSantos has called on US President Joe Biden to allow Novak Djokovic to compete at this month's Miami Open, despite the world number one being unvaccinated. And um, we've got a test today, boys. Matt Henry was talking about the expectations of a day one Hagley wicket. Yeah, I haven't actually been out there, had a look, but um, you'd expect to hopefully have some bounce in it. Uh, Traditionally, there's a bit of assistance, especially in day one here, um, but Traditionally, it's also a good wicket as well. So we know that uh, we will have to be accurate and, and bowl well, but um, there's still plenty of runs out there too. And those are your sports headline, boys. Trades and builders. Build Power your business with pa- a biz- b- Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Sorry, it's a bit early.
1: It's all good, Joey. All good, mate. Thanks for that wee headlines. And uh, cheers for keeping us. Yeah, Billy Harmon. Anyway, I got off the bat. I got Bomb Squad at 7.20. We'll talk about that more later in the show. <laughs> there's some... Imagine how many Kinners and powers William Truebridge <laughs> Could get in one breath There's a spot on the boat With the Cuzzies If he's keen That is from Brett Mate imagine that. You'd take him diving Everywhere wouldn't you You know oh, you just quick. see that Little crayfish down there like Oh gotta get some breath Come up <sighs> Go back down It's gone Ain't the same, mate. You're in trouble if you're in that sea with William Trubridge swimming around. <laughs> <laughs> He's the biggest predator in the ocean.
2: Well, um, Brett, we are got to save that because I reckon he'll crack up. Uh, we'll, we'll pass yeah. that on to him. John John says, what a gig, eh? Training optional. Ha, 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 ha. Back to the old Tuesday, Thursday training it is. What a gig. That's right, John. That is dead set right. This guy, um, and... Yeah, that's, you know, we're happy for him, is he? I know you're happy for him, I'm happy for him, but at the same time, you know, he could come back and do one morning every once in a while,
1: Bazzy. Oh, he could, but nah, mate, he's sleeping in it. Bloody, he's down in Queenstown with his wife, Liss, and Lady Liss, we're going to call her soon, and Sir Baz, I said, if you ever become a Sir, I'm no, you got no chance of getting a Sir out of me, mate, and he laughed <laughs> and said, oh, rolling the red carpet. Yeah, yeah. so they optional trainings. No nutritionist, eat what you want. You're all good. Sweet ass. Go hard. Turn up to training, win games, and you get the formula, mate. No, nah, he's flying down there. He's got a real good buy in with the lads and uh it was good to spend the week with Bez. He's in good headspace. He's um well you can see why he's so happy winning his <laughs> is always happy and, and uh a happy time for him in England. So I love the the comment too. I don't know if you heard CM Botham talking about they're just not scared to lose. You know, they're not scared to lose. They, they'll yeah. they throw anything. And that's the kind of approach Baz has given these players. Like, don't be scared to lose, boys. I'd rather go out there and lose trying than batting down the hatches, which what we always talk about. And you can see that with their game. Like, look at that test match. They lost, but it was a hell of a test match.
2: Yep, it was. And And the good thing is I think maybe – potentially the Black Caps might have been inspired a wee bit, and they'll play their own way. They're not going to go copy them, but they got first-hand account of it. They were kind of enthralled into this test match and they were taken along for the ride and I hope that they kind of have taken a wee bit from it um, the, the big challenge is we, really all that matters is the Ashes and what happens if they go down a test in the Ashes does that rattle them? Do they then start to doubt what they're doing and the way they're playing? What if they go down a couple of tests in the Ashes? Um, I don't think they necessarily will at home but what happens when that pressure gets put on them in the biggest spotlight? That's what I can't wait that'll be, you know what? one of my most anticip- anticipated sporting events of this year, the Ashes. Doesn't even have a New Zealand team yeah. playing in it. I cannot
1: wait. List, they've got – this is the cavalry that's coming back for them. They've got Johnny Bairstow. Johnny Bairstow will come in and probably take over from folks. He can wicket keep. They've got Jofra Archer coming in. So he'll allow Stuart Broad, Jimmy Anderson, the ageing players to, to rotate. Rest. And you've got Chris yep. Wood. Chris Wood can come in and fire them down. You got Ollie Robinson, who's probably one of the form bowlers in that bowling lineup. They've got so many, so many options at the moment. So, uh, what would you say, Robbie?
2: Sorry, lads. Wait. Just said it was Mark Wood. <laughs>
1: you said Chris oh, Wood. Oh, Mark Wood. The, the oh, other. Mark Wood. The New Mark Zealand
3: striker.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chris Wood. That's yeah. Thanks for. All. Thank you. Thank you. That's Thank why you're there. You're a cricketer,
3: nafty, mate. You, you excited for the glad, Ashes? Glad to be here. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm with Lou. Um, doesn't have a New Zealand team, but I'm. I'm just really yeah. looking forward to it.
1: God, it's gonna be a hell of an event. Uh, uh, are you back in love with the Black Caps? You wouldn't have fallen out of love with them, would you? You're an absolute fan of them. Yeah,
3: I. I. I've fallen out of love with some of their selections, but uh, the Yuck. team itself, yeah, never. Never fell out of love.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. It's taking place today, and Louie's going to be there with his bacon egg pie. And he said, if you see him, go have a bacon egg pie. I want everyone to eat it so he doesn't even get a piece. How good would that be? Uh, We've got Marshy from HB. Moretta boys, still cutting and digging here and back in the bay. No power, no internet. Is the cricket on the tranny anywhere in RNZ still too useless? Cheers, Marshy at HB. I don't know, has has it been broadcast over the... Over I mean, the yep. Eways, it would be, wouldn't it? Go search. I won't give you
2: the frequency because I'm not getting any free promotion out of us, but go look up uh, yeah. Today FM. Nigel Olden, Tom Bartlett, Ripping Guys. They do a good job with their commentary. So Today FM, you can um, go and
1: track that down, Marshy. Beautiful. I, I don't know what it is, Louie, but you've got everyone going with this pie chat. Morning, j- gents. There is no law on bacon and egg pie recipes. I run curry, onions, cream, smoked bacon, eggs, salt, and pepper. If you want to change out the bacon for salmon, if Louie can make a good pie, there must be hope for his nag after it crawled home yesterday. <laughs> Joey, we we parked that early, Joe. Come we on, go. parked that early. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gonna do this? We, for parked, me? <laughs> we parked it early, okay? So we'll I move on. We'll, we're, we're from, curry, curry and a and a pie must be good. Must be good. All right, um oh sorry, got rid of the other one there. Sorry, Louis. Chris Fox will finish 17th positioning, failing that he'll finish up in position 69. Size 12, please, from Chris. Awesome, Chris. And then one more from Brenton. Ryan Fox, this is where he's finishing. Make the cut, pass. Top 50, C. Top 25, B. Top 10, A. Top 5, A+. plus. Win, priceless. So get me the mastercard because he's going all the way. Let's go, Foxy. Cheers, Brenton. Well, there you go. You've all gone into draw to win... A ZG23 pair of Adidas golf shoes. We'll pick them at the end of the show. All you have to do is let us know where Foxy is going to finish at the players. It's now time for Quizzy Dag. 0800-150-811 on the Kennards High phone line. A $50 TAB bonus bet is up for grabs. And if you get a wee bit stuck, Louis Herman Watt will give you a little help in hand. None of you have got stuck because, Brett, you just flew home yesterday. So hopefully we've got a difficult <laughs> quiz for you today. <laughs> Give us a call. Quizzy Dag time. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. be with the prize. 50 bucks if you're wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy there, come play it. Quizzy there, come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, welcome back. We've got a love racing coming up shortly, and hopefully Louis can lead us into a wee something. There's some big meetings taking place this weekend. But before then, we got quizzy dag, and we're going to get over and we're going to have a chat to Timmy from Christchurch, who is desperate for some golf shoes. Maybe fourth time lucky, <laughs> Timmy. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, is he? Yeah, that'll, that'll do. You, you, how's your golf game anyway, mate? I've seen you out on the golf course. That was where we first met. You playing well? No, mate. I, I don't
0: think I've played since I saw you
1: that day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you need golf shoes to make you go play. I feel you. I hear you. Maybe yep, it's your lucky yeah, I've, day. I've been, we'll see I've been you, playing hey? I've been saying
2: all year that this is the year I get out and actually regularly play because I'm just a hacker. But uh, here you go. Know, if you go, if you go five straight... <laughs>
1: If you go five straight, you get $50 TAB bonus and you get these golf shoes. Okay, so good luck. <laughs> oh, <pressure>. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Name any of the teams currently sitting in the Premier League relegation zone. I'm uh, pretty
3: sure
2: that one of them is
1: um, Southampton. Southampton is correct. Ooh, question number two Who is the favourite? For the Auckland Cup this weekend. Oh,
0: not sure Can I get a clue, Louie?
2: Yeah, she's okay. a wonderful mayor and she makes Katie Ladicky proud. Oh,
0: got nothing. Um, t- Tokyo Tycoon.
1: Oh, Tokyo Tycoon is not even in that race. Have a good day, Timmy. Sorry, my brother. Take care. Oi, tomorrow, I'll offer it again tomorrow. There you go. John from Christchurch. Good morning, John.
3: Good Iz. How
1: are you, mate? I'm good, mate. It's a beautiful morning. Been on the airways. Hopefully, going to give you a $50 TAB bonus bet. So, good luck. Who's the favourite for the Auckland Cup this weekend? I think it's
4: Aquacade, maybe.
1: Aquacade is correct. Katie Ledecky is a swimmer. Bit of a cryptic there. Yeah. Louis, I like where you're going with that. <laughs> All right. How clue. many? Yeah not, yeah, not a bad clue. Question number three. How many Test matches has Sri Lanka won in New Zealand? Oh, oh,
4: not many.
3: Um, I'll
1: go two. <laughs> Well, two hey, is correct,
2: no. John. That, my, my, John, my my clue was going to be, what did scribes say? Not many. So that's, there you go. If any, I was going to add that on. So I was going, hey, not many, if
1: any. Good shit. Well done. Here we go. Question number four: The Indian Wells Masters main draw gets underway today. In what U.S. state does it take place?
4: Um I'll
1: just say uh Indianapolis. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry my <laughs> mate. It's not Indianapolis. No worries, no worries. Sorry, John, have a good day, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you too. Chat tomorrow. <laughs> uh do we have to? Lambie, <laughs> morning.
5: <laughs> oh morning,
1: Lizzie. Man, I'm with you on the ewings. But not really. Uh <laughs> i miss hearing your voice at this point. i still going to love, love, love for you. But still love, love love for you. Uh, right back at you, my bro. Right back. Here we go. Question number four. Indian oh. Wells Masters main draw gets underway today. And what US state does it take place? Uh,
0: Louis, can I have a clue, plea,
2: please? Izzy's going to go to a concert tomorrow night. And Snoop Dogg is the artist. Oh, God.
4: OK.
0: um... Oh, no, I don't really know. Oh, Washington. See nah. I'll
1: give you a song. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> there you go. That's your clue. Sorry, let me have a good day. Mike from Christchurch. How you doing, Mike? How you
3: going, guys?
1: Good. Thank you. Indian Wells Masters gets underway. What U.S. state does it take place?
2: California.
1: California love. Yeah, there you go. Well done. Question number five. Who is the only team in the NRL not to have played a game this season?
6: St. George
1: of the War. The Dragons. Bang. Thanks to all our callers. There was plenty of there waiting for to have a crack at the Cozy dag, but you weren't able to get through. So give us a call tomorrow and you might get a chance. But well done, Mike. You are our winner. $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way. And just hold on to that, because love racing. Coming up. Izzy keep you for breakfast, three minutes away from 7 o'clock. Hey, uh, look, they always
2: say, Izzy, that racing is the great leveller. It is the great game, and it's the great leveller, and we felt a bit of that yesterday, and it doesn't always go to plan. But the other thing they say is it never sleeps. The game doesn't stop. You can't dwell on your losses. you just got to lick your wounds and move on. And that's what we will do. It's Auckland Cup weekend this weekend, and boy, oh boy, are there some ripping bookings and some ripping races. Today, I should mention, as well as the race, uh, the racing, the cricket at Hagley, we've got a nice meet at Rickerton. It's a soft six. I can report there's a little bit of spit outside the window here in Addington, so hopefully that clears up and burns off later on for the cricket. Uh, currently, it's a soft six, so there's a nice meet at Rickerton Park today. You've got 10 races, a big juicy quaddy to play into, $25,000. But I'd like to look at this weekend because I've had a couple of early bets, and I always like to have a couple of early bets on a Wednesday evening, and I'll let you know what I'm punting. Uh, I, I think that in race number three, there's a horse that's had a freshen up and comes back, and would you look at that? It's already $6 into $5. Dubai Diva. Michael McNabb gets the low barrier, barrier one. It's going to be able to do no work. And I think at $2, it's a great place anchor for your multi for the weekend. I took it top four, $1.80. It's going to be shorter than that now because the market's moved. But I thought Dubai Diva at $6 and 2 20 or whatever it was, was a great each-way bet. I think Tokyo Tycoon is going to be too good for them in the Susima Stakes. Look... I just don't think that Ethereal Star can make up the progression on Tokyo Tycoon, even with two kgs off. Tokyo Tycoon, better fair and square with the tougher run in the Karakamillion. Million. It's got barrier three this time. Opie Bossen jumps on. So I think we're going to be all about Tokyo Tycoon. Dollar is short, but you might want to put it in a multi. And the, the best bet... My best bet for the day when I first went through the fields is a horse in race six called It's Business Time. This horse has been going way better than it should be racing in this field to be fair. This should be this horse should be in a, a rating sixty five, maybe even a rating seventy five to be actually it should be in a rating seventy five, and it finds itself in a field with a bunch of maideners, barrier six, Opie Bossin on, great form, two dollars seventy, snap it up, it'll start about two twenty I reckon.
1: Oh, man, you're giving me a headache. There's so many options. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Sorry, Close I'll it say it slow. Thank you after the break. No, 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 no. You just send it to me on the WhatsApp. You don't need to tell anyone else, and we'll keep those odds nice and true. Thank you very much, Louis. Love racing update. Big weekend of racing. Well, cricket starts today, so we're going to have a chat to Luke Ronke. Coming up, He's at Arouha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast SENZ. you got Louis Herman Watt in the seat. Kempi's making his way back from Fiji this morning. Morena to you, Kempe. Bola, hope you have a good week and a good holiday with beautiful Jay there. Uh, bit of breaking news, actually. Louis has sent it through. Scott Barrett commits to New Zealand rugby under, until the end of 2025. He has signed on with the Crusaders and the Taranaki at a provincial level. So great news regarding uh, the Barretts. one of the Barretts, one of the three, has signed on till 2025 with New Zealand Rugby. So that's some good morning news for you to get your head around. We've got a couple of messages on the bid Bedpost Machine. Double eight, double three. Fox to finish 23rd, but I hope he wins. Kevin. Curry, thank you so much. You're going to go in that draw. You got size 11, please, lads. Foxy tied for 9th. Fred Philpott from Crocs, Christchurch. Foxy to finish tied for 30th. And morning, fellas. Foxy finishes 35th after a sensational third round. Go, Foxy. Do us proud. Well, it's now time to talk cricket. 'cause the test matches can get Test cricket is continuing today down here in Hagley. A week after one of the most incredible tests in history of cricket. And we've all caught our breath just in time for more Black Caps action as Sri Lanka are in town for a series kicking off at the stunning Hagley Oval today. The home summer. Has taken a while to wind up, but after the shot in the arm from the English, there's plenty to be excited about when play is underway from 11 a.m. this morning, including this prospect of a very informed Sri Lankan side who have everything to play for with the chance of a World Test Championship final in their sights. Luke Ronke is the Black Caps' batting coach these days, and he's on the line with us this morning. Thank you, Lukey. How you doing, mate? Nice early morning for you. Good about yourself. It is nice
0: though, isn't it? It's always nice to get up and early yeah. and see what's going on
1: outside. Yeah, it's a beautiful morning, mate. We're up with the with the sparrows nice and early at four forty, okay. so you welcome to the club, brother. But mate, how's how's the last <laughs> couple of days been in camp? You know, chipping away,
0: getting ready to take on the Sri Lankans. It has been. The guys has been really good actually. All sort of obviously the, the finish to that last test was amazing. So I think that, that buzz and vibe of those last few days of that test have, have really flowed into the prep for this one, and we we definitely know we've got a a tough task in front of us with Lanka being such a a powerful team and a chance to to make that World Test Championship final. So um, the prep's been going really, really well, and the guys are looking forward to to kicking it all off today.
2: Luke, how does one team kind of move on after an episode like you had at the Basin? Like, you, you, you have to have your moment and you have to celebrate and you have to be carried away, but how do you go about getting back to earth and refocusing?
0: Um, I think that's a big part of cricket these days, that there is, you sort of go from one series into the next, so I think now that we've got a, a totally different opposition and a different style of cricket that you're going to come up against, so I think that sort of can change your focus. I think that's that is a good thing. It's sort of like, right, well, what we've just done and what's happened is, is brilliant, and you want to take the good stuff for that and remember those, the feelings and, and how we got about or went about sort of getting to that victory. Uh, but then you use that to, to know that, right, you're onto, uh, like I said before, a completely different team and a different style of opposition, of and saying, so, right, oh, well, this is what's in front of us now, and we have to adapt to what's in front of us and make sure we're doing it the way we know best. And then hopefully from there, you sort of you get the outcomes that you're after.
1: Yeah, that is sport. You celebrate the wins but you know that there's just none, another performance just around the corner and it's come around pretty quick in Sri Lanka at Hagley Park. Look for you, uh, Luke, you are the you're the batting coach, but when you're coaching some of the best a uh best batsmen in the country, let alone the world, like how hands on are you with, with these players? So what does your role really entail with the group?
5: Um,
0: there's a lot of talking, um, which is always a good thing to so let really <laughs> the more the guys are talking, it's it's good stuff. It's it's negative stuff, it just gets different things out in the open and, and guys feel a lot more comfortable from that. And then there's a lot of throwing of balls to guys to, to work out different sort of like little technical things that they may be wanting to, to work on and fine-tune. And fine tune and, uh, and then on the on the other side of that, as well as just making sure they're happy going into a test match. And, and that's the main thing. If they're happy, then more often than not, you're going to get better results, aren't you?
2: Absolutely you are. Uh, You talk about refocusing for Sri Lanka in a completely different play style. Well, not too many teams play like England do. So uh, do we expect a more traditional test cricket sort of um, uh, performance by Sri Lanka and strategy? What can you give us of your scouting that you've done of them that the punters can look for?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it's... uh, I'd imagine so, but again, you never... I guess what England are doing in, in international cricket at the moment, other teams can definitely... Use um, parts of that to their own advantage. Uh, but again, I think it's going to be more of that traditional sort of cricket. Haglio is like, like it's the way the surface plays, it is sort of more of a bowler friendly um, wicket to start off with. So that sort of changes the style of play as well. So um, it might be a bit more of a, yeah, a slower day for people. There might be more wickets than runs and, and those sorts of things, but it's still going to be exciting cricket, it always is down here.
1: Hey, what's been the main focus, uh, a few takeaways from, from that England series? I know we, we struggled with the bat a few times through, that, through the series. Was it more mental focus or, or have you been working on, on plans and, and just trying to give players opportunities to, to get time in the crease? Like, what were your main takeaways from the England series heading into Sri Lanka?
0: Yeah, um, a big thing is I think the guys were sort of more looking at, at an outcome like runs and, and wickets and, and winning and things like that, which for a long, long time, that's been that's been an afterthought of how we've played our cricket. Um, and then it's thrown in the last um, two bit days of the of the last test match and so that when we, we stick to our process-driven things, we know that um, the results can change drastically. And that was the exciting part of, of how the last test match finished, is that we saw that and, and now we understand that more, we believe that more, we're trusting our our processes and how we've been going about it so that we know that the result can can change it can go in our favor a lot more than when we're thinking about needing to make runs needing to take wickets, trying too hard to to worry about an outcome when when in all reality like that's that's the last part of of a game so um that that's a big thing of, of the last year is i think the guys worked it out and understood that more and and the trust that everyone's showing in themselves and in each other, I think it's a massive thing. It's always exciting when you see the guys getting around each other and, and enjoying what they're doing a, a heck load more than, than when it's not going as well as they want, that's for sure.
2: Since 2022, Luke, Tom Blundell's pretty much lapped the field. He's almost double the amount of runs the next wicketkeeper has scored in test cricket. Uh, being a keeper yourself, you understand the burden that gets put on these guys, especially keeper batsmen, and then you're asking him to stand up to the stumps how big is his heart, and how much has his skill and focus developed since you've known him and, and been in the role?
0: Yeah, he's been amazing. Like, and that was like the big thing was he, standing up to the stumps as much as he did against the for the seam bowlers uh, in Wellington was just awesome. I think that's what he's he's thriving on. It's just those new challenges. We've been to different parts of the world and, and had different conditions uh, thrown at us, and he's been phenomenal. So. Um, Tommy's just—he's—he's he's really trusting his skills, uh, and he's being Tom Blundell. He's not trying to be someone else. He's—he's he's looking at the game of cricket and understanding it's what's best for him and how he best performs. And he's been phenomenal, gloves and with the bat. It's just—it's been—it's been so good to watch because I know how hard he's worked for so long to—to to get to where he is and, and to do what he's been doing, um, and now to see him trusting his—trusting his style is, is fantastic. And hopefully he keeps doing it for a, for a long, long time.
1: Oh, it's great to see you because we know how influential BJ Watling was in that in that team, that Test side. You always relied on BJ to come in, and now I get the same sense of feeling when uh, Tom Blundell comes in that we've got a bit of heart, we've got a bit of fight left in us, for sure. Uh, Kane Williamson obviously had a, a a bit of a loss earlier on in the in the week, losing his grandmother. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. What, what's the latest around uh, Kane? Is is he back? We know how important important he is
0: for this group. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a, a bit of an unfortunate thing for the for their family to have to go through. Um, but he, was, I think at the moment, he's actually on a plane right now flying down. So I think it was a bit of um, a kerfuffle trying to get flights down with um, was there a Harry Styles concert or something up north or something like that. Oh, something don't, something. Laddie, no, you, know, Harry.
2: you know, Luke. Don't pretend like he you don't. You win.
0: Oh, of course I did. I love that sort of stuff. I fly up real quick, have a listen, and come back down again. <laughs> um, so... He's, he's sorting himself out, but he'll be here in time to um, to play the game. I think it's, for him, the way he wants to prepare is probably not the, the perfect style, but also Kane being Kane, he, he knows how to bat and he, he trusts his stuff. So the more he does that and, and no, he doesn't have to have the, the perfect preparation to go in the games, so he's going to be fine and dandy anyway.
2: It's a yes. little bit out of your department, um, Luke, but do you suspect that the 11 will look very similar to it did it Basin in that last test with the bowlers in particular. I assume it's usually a bowling paradise Give down us some here in
1: breaking an... news. <laughs> <laughs> so you, now you've <laughs> said
0: that, he's I, I, not uh, going like to, is he? Like yeah.
6: <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: gonna, well, it's going to be fairly similar because the squad's the same. So yeah. If you look at it that way. So there, there could be um, one change coming. So we'll have to wait and see. Ooh.
1: Ooh, there you go. Keep us guessing. Man, we're real media journalists <laughs> now. We're always digging deep for it. Exactly. All right, Luke. Um, so who's playing? No, no, sorry. Uh, Luke, <laughs> conditions at Hagley. We were listening to Matt Henry earlier on. He said, like, day one, you're usually going to get a bit out of out of the wicket. But, you know, during the Test match, it'll be a pretty true and pride and true wicket. So expectations for the for conditions. Have you had a look at the pitch?
0: Uh, I didn't have a look yesterday. I had a look the day before, uh, but it is—it looks like a normally ha- normal Hagley sort of a surface. So there's always going to be a good bit of green grass on it to start with, and then it sort of gets quicker and harder. And it's just a good cricket wicket. I think that's the cool thing about playing cricket down here—is you know what's going to happen. There's going to be a good crowd, and the, the, the ball is going to have a, a bit of a say early on, and then um, the batters, when they apply themselves, they can make some good runs on it. So I think it's a—it's a good surface. Uh, a good way to start a test series, and, and then I think it'll be a good following after our last test as well, so it's going to be exciting.
1: Beautiful, mate. Oh, we'll let you go just quickly. Was it good to get one over Baz?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always good to do that to Baz, isn't it, mate?
1: <laughs> good on you, mate. I'm, I'm glad you brought him down to cloud nine from... Down from cloud nine <laughs> so should I say? Hey, Luke Ronkey, yeah. appreciate you coming on, mate. All the best for the next couple of days. It's down here in Christchurch. I'll, I'll be around, so I might pop in. Uh, if you if you're hungry, go see Louis Herman Watt. He's got a bacon egg pie in the <laughs> in, uh, in the embankment. So if you get a little bit peckish oh, okay. go go catch up with him. But all the best for the next you couple of days. In,
0: you can bring us
1: a few over. Yeah.
2: What was what
0: that? that? I said if you're around, just you bring us a few over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Come see you. Come see you, Luke. All good, mate. We'll uh, catch up, and I'll I'll sneak a few in for you too as well. So there you go, Luke Ronke, Thanks very much, brother. All the best. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Okay,
0: okay so. Izzy.
2: Bit of bit of gravy here. In, in, and yeah. <laughs> investigative journalist Israel Dag is back. He's. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said we're just we're just media journalists these days. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I never <laughs> played for my country. And this is this a, I am. Yeah. So, uh, but yourself, you're getting the gravy there. Held up? I suspected he was with the group already, but he's only flying in this morning.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not ideal, but it, it's just when you're in your experience experienced like that, you, you as a coaching group, you won't be worried at all. Kane Williamson, that won't rattle him. One bit, one bit at all. So, like, when you've got a bit of experience and you've got to go through these situations, I'm um, yeah, he'll 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 definitely play because you know how important he is, but it won't rattle his preparation one bit. But so, there you go, bit of breaking news. <laughs> and, and you're ready for another bit of breaking news? What do you got? Well,
2: if you look at the tea leaves mm. and you heard Luke Ronkey say, You're yeah, right, it's not my department, but we might one have new one player. change. Well, the only change that I could see is that it's Blair Tickner for Michael Bracewell. Um, that is really the only thing, because you look at the squad, the squad is exactly the same. Tom Latham, Devin Conway, Kane Williamson, Will Young, Henry Nichols, Daryl Mitchell, Tom Blundell, Michael Bracewell, Tim Southey, Matt Henry, Neil Wagner, Blair Tickner, Scott Kugeline. Now, I think we can all agree Scott Kugeline is not ready for test cricket, and he's not a test cricket. He's not at that standard. I think Blair Tickner showed... More that he is capable when they got their chance in the Bay. Well, Do we not want he- a spinner? Well, that's that's the thing with Hagley. Um, they just Here's the question. typically. Where's yeah. Santner?
1: Does Santner play Test
2: cricket? Santner is breaking records for He's Northern the st- Districts. I
1: know. He's destroying CD for oh, spinning it a mile. To
2: score five, 100 and take five wickets in a game for ND. Can you get that around your head?
1: No, I can't. I can't understand. I, I just don't know why he's not involved in in the test. He'd be the well, perfect option to come in for for Bracewell.
2: Look, he he fell out of favour a while ago in Test cricket, uh, probably eighteen months back, maybe yeah, about that, and. Mm-hmm. He's been used in white ball cricket, but he has gone back and he's found extreme form at domestic level. Look, I don't think—I just don't think—if if that is right, and we're getting that right, I suspect that if Luke has kind of led us the right way, and there is one change, it'll be Blair tickler for Michael Bracewell. I can't really see another change. Wags, Matt Henry, Tim Southey write themselves down. Then the batsmen, well, there's no one to change out. So I suspect that'll be it. And I guess they just don't want a spinner at Hagley. It's going to be green. They're going to pray that they win the toss. And, and even if they don't win the toss, there'll be enough juice in it for when they come in. And, and obviously at Hagley, Izzy, you've played there on the Blacklash. It's a real bouncy wicket. You get that real steepling mm. bounce. So Blair Tickner, what would he be, 6'4"? He's a tall man, so maybe that's what they're thinking. Oh, I can't really comment,
1: man. I didn't face it enough, but, uh, yeah, it does bounce a bit. <laughs> it does bounce a bit. I can. I believe that. I do believe it. But I, I'm just – who's under the most pressure when it comes to the Black Caps? Henry Nichols. At home. Henry Nichols. On his home deck. At
2: home. Needs a, needs a score. Yeah.
1: Needs a score. Has to score. Will Young had an opportunity last test. Probably got not get off the uh, – yeah, two, two goodies. So give him another chance, see what he's got. But yeah, Henry Nichols really needs to fire. Has to fire this this test match. Otherwise, I think, like I spoke about earlier, casting a bit of. Um, cast, casting a, a little shadow over the corners that have just been exposed for a while. They get a win and then they push it over. So I reckon Henry Nichols needs a big, big performance. Anyway, that was Luke Ronkey. Great to catch up with the batting coach, expecting Kane Williamson. He's on a flight right now from Harry Styles' concert, and he's making his way down, though. No, he's not. <laughs> he's uh, been at his grandmother's funeral, and uh, our love and prayers go out to all his family through this difficult time. We're going to shoot off, and we're going to come back with a little bomb squad from myself. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Get
5: it away to Dan, to... Izzy's Bomb Squad.
1: How do we feel about the six-week rotation policy for our All Blacks? I hate to keep harping on about it, but the Highlanders would have thought the tide is potentially turning with welcoming back of star players with Ad- a Smith, Frizzell, and De Groot. Three players that will make an impact, but then they lose Fakatawa, and this one really baffles me. Billy Harmon. Billy was on the India tour but hasn't played, and now he's been forced to take a week off when the Highlanders' loose-four trio, in fact, cannot afford any weeks off. An absolute debacle. This topic will be constantly debated because many want our best players to be playing, and it's plain and simple. These players are what draw the numbers to stadiums and to our TV screens. Now, this has been in the pipeline for a while now, and I can understand player management. And all that and that old saying, the bigger picture, blah, blah, blah. But I feel the coaches and regions and our people, people pay big money and travel long distances to watch these athletes. Some of the best in the world are to be told later in the week when they've already booked flights, travel, accommodation, that your favourite player isn't playing this week. Do I understand what NZR are doing? Yes. Do I agree? No. Do I want our best players playing every week? Yes. Will I get my way? How? no. Get it away to Dan, to
5: Izzy's bomb squad.
1: Uh oh, Billy Harmon, Louie. Oh, it's a it's, a, to it's
2: to a story. It's a story as old as the New Zealand rugby union. Is he? Um, this is not a new thing. This is, this is not something that we love to talk about because it's extremely punishing for actually, those of us that actually value Super Rugby as a competition that we want to watch and we want to support. But time and time again, New Zealand Rugby will pop up every once in a while and will show that they disrespect the competition that they try so hard to promote by doing something strange like this. There are so many circumstances that would make sense. Do you want to arrest Aaron Smith in a World Cup year? Go for it. Makes perfect sense. That's something that a senior All Black should be able to discuss with his super team, his All Black coaches, and they can build a plan for him. Aaron Smith is a key cog to a World Cup year, and he is 30-plus and needs rest because, let's face it, everybody ages. Billy Harmon missing a game is pure insanity and it is exactly what you said it is disrespectful to the fans of the game and it's disrespectful to Highlanders fans they're already question about whether they get love from the the, the powers that be Um, to be able to compete on the top level. This isn't about Billy Harmon specifically because he's just a victim of circumstance here, but it's about the mentality Mm -hmm. of what Super Rugby is in the pyramid of what matters to New Zealand rugby. And it's so frustrating. This isn't the first time. This won't be the last time. But every time we've got to call it out because you said it, it disrespects the fans. It's very
1: frustrating for us punters. Oh, we want to see the best players play. Look, I just look across the ditch and you watch the NRL and they're smashing each other week in, week out. Then they go play the Origin. Origin's on a Wednesday and then they roll back out on the Friday. <laughs> back out playing. I'm like, man, these players are tough. They are tough. But that's because they've got a product. They've got entertainment. They want to entertain their fans. And without those star players playing, well, the entertainment is is, is less. So... How yeah, much Billy Harmon. Does the that's, have here? that's a funny one. Well, um, probably none. No, no power. No power. They've been told specifically that they need to rest. Yes, yeah, so I can see the bigger picture is the World Cup and blah blah. But when you got a a, a a product that's already waning, you know, like it's you you, you want everyone out there. This is a product that's trying to find its feet again, and you need your big players to play. Oh, yeah, look, it's. I just feel for the Landers, they're, they're up against the Chiefs. They've just got pumped by fifty points. They lose four is already, deflated, and they're having to lose Billy Harmon. And for Laufa two are probably the product premier halfbacks in the country that can come on play half a game each, and you're going to get the same. You're going to get a big impact difference. Like, yeah, it's it's a horrible situation. I feel for Clark Dermody and. He's got what five, maybe five All Blacks in his at his disposal, and he's going to have to rotate them every so often, so they're not going to play and, together for very and, long periods of time. And yes.
2: Hey, newsflash, and he probably should be. Billy Harmon's not an All Black. <laughs> let's, <laughs> <I know. laughs> let's let him be one of the Premier Super Rugby players. They did well to get him from the Crusaders, and now he's being sat on the bench. It's infuriating.
1: Yeah. It is. It is. Double eight, double three. Let us know. 0800 150 811 on the Kennards High phone line. Six week rotation. I know it's been spoken about. Leon McDonald's come out and. They all paper around it, let's be honest, because they've been held accountable by the New Zealand... Well, they radio, want to be all black Which is OK. They're, they're <laughs> their bosses. But I'm sure on the inside, if you're behind the closed doors and you're having a quiet one with them, they'll be absolutely spitting tacks. Coming up, headlines with Joe. Here's Arouha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Aroha. It's now time to catch up with Joey B. He's got some headlines for us. Brought to you by Kennards Hire. Make your job easy. Kennards.co.nz.
3: Joey B, good morning. Good morning, Izzy. Yeah, we just talk, uh, caught up with Luke Ronke earlier this morning. You can catch that on the SCNZ app. Uh, ahead of day one of the first test between the Black Caps and Sri Lanka, head groundsman at Hagley Oval, Ash Head gave an update on how the pitch is looking.
0: I think it's pretty standard Haggley test pitch. Uh, we've had pretty good weather for preparation. We had one day of rain, but it didn't really affect us too much. Uh, yeah, so I'd say it's just a normal hagley test pitch, to be honest. We'll just uh, let the sun get on it for a bit today, and then put it rolling tomorrow morning, and then yeah, just stuff for the players after that. Normally here, you get a bit of pace and a bit of bounce. Um, hopefully not a lot of sideways movement. Um, all depends on the wind as well for swing, and basically overhead conditions dictate a lot of how it plays
5: here. So.
3: And in American Football News, boys, you might have seen this yesterday. Daniel Jones has signed a four year, $160 million contract with $82 million guaranteed for the Giants. Just silly money, right there. And um, in positive Super Rugby News, All Blacks forward Scott Barrett has signed with New Zealand Rugby and the Crusaders till the end of 2025. That's good to see. Those are your Kenneth's high sports updates, boys. Thank you. Yeah, that was a huge contract for
1: the Giants. Wow, we they got some big, big money, and I've just seen that they franchise tagged Lamar Jackson, so he's a franchise uh, as long uh, along with uh, Barkley, the running back for the the Giants as well. So there's a couple of franchise tags earmarked for the NFL. A couple of them the Giants. So uh, how good, big money. Oh my God, that is ridiculous, isn't it, Lee?
2: Well, it's crazy money because it puts them in a like Daniel Jones was a good quarterback last year, really good quarterback, and with the run game, he completely. I mean, they they became a playoff a playoff football team. Brian Dable that they they have an identity, but now they've put themselves in a corner where they can only do certain things with their roster because of the money they're giving Daniel Jones. I think he's being paid more than Patrick Mahomes
1: is this year. Yeah, it's it's crazy. How many times does this happen? You know, like they have a good rookie year. And then um, they kind of wither a wee bit in their life. Yeah, they've got to hold on to these players. Like if you think of players, who was it? Murray ba- um, Baker, Baker Mayfield, similar oh, yes. yep. ish. Yep. He went to the Browns. Got um, and they actually yep. turned him down. Turned Mahomes down, didn't they? They had first pick and they p- chose Baker, and then Mahomes went off to another place. I'm pretty sure you can qu- uh, quote me if I'm wrong, but something like that. So I think that there's one part of it is, um, you
2: see this quite a lot, new players into a league or new players into a competition, whether they're rookies or they come from elsewhere, teams take a while to game plan for them. But in the NFL especially, where there is so many analytics, there's so many scouts, every team has a staff longer than uh, the, the Black Gap's batting order as far as scouting, eventually these players get found out. And if they are one-trick ponies or if they are... L- You know, they have gimmick offenses, or they are a gimmick. Uh, player themselves where they can do one or two things really good all of a sudden after a period of time this happens in playoff basketball as well if you see the same team over five it'll be happening with the breakers and the kings right now if you see the same team five times in a row and test series is he you would have not like when you think about you you play ireland three times all of a sudden you know what johnny sexton's going to do unfortunately the all blacks didn't really work out how to stop him but you see the player the more often and then that's where the decline comes and i think it's probably more about how players play them rather than the player Himself, if that makes
1: sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's interesting just to see these players just burst onto the scene and then they kind of just fall out of favour really quick. You can understand the business that the NFL is in terms of the big money. You get off of big money, but if you don't, you know, pay it back, you're going to get shifted on pretty quick. Uh, Joe, Joe, I was want to ask you, Joe B. Cam Newton. And my favourite player—he's the reason I actually followed the the pa- Carolina Panthers. I'm a Panthers fan. Um, Greg Olson as well, but Cam Newton—he's still ticking around. He won't—he won't ever make come back
3: again, will he? Nah, he's long gone. He was—I mean. Look, he was good at throwing. I, he, I think he's actually he opened the pathway for the likes of Jalen Hurts and stuff. You know, he he wasn't all about yeah. his legs. Running back, eh? Hey. Yeah, yeah. Like you running know that, that that kind of body. You know, he is he was viewed as a running quarterback, but he he developed a passing game. But the thing is, he he still needs to run it. He's his body's to being too hurt up. He was in contact too much. You know, that's why in future they probably. Like someone like Lamar Jackson, you know, that is why teams won't fully commit to him because even though he can throw it, he likes to run it, and he's going to get injured, you know, and that is a problem going forward.
1: Yeah, that's you're dead right. They put their body in. He got smoked. Great point. Yeah, love that, Joey. Great point. Yeah, these these uh, quarterbacks that run, they've changed the game, but man, they run the risk of getting injured. Getting injured uh, completely. So, thanks for that little update there, Joey B. Cam, just a quick message from Cam regarding my bomb squad. Morning, lads. Another one that gets me about this ball rest system for New Zealand rugby is the fact that Artie Savia suspension this week does not count as a rest week and will have to miss another game in a few weeks' time. Even being a Crusaders fan, this grinds my gears. Cheers, fellas, from Cam. (laughs) And then another one from Tyson. Weak. (laughs) Oh... (laughs) They're fired up up. That's that's, that's backwards mm, Like you think One game suspension, you're going to have a week off So you might as well use that as your rest week Wouldn't you? You'd think so You'd think Jason Holland would go to NZR And go, come on, this counts, doesn't it? Surely I don't know if you saw the tweet from Julian Sarve But he said um, Who's going to carry us this week? Jokes Because they're taking on the Blues He's a hell of a loss Hell of a loss for the for the Hurricanes outfit. They're taking on the Blues this weekend. It's going to be a great match. But coming up, we're going to talk to Shauna Polly, the volleyball player. We'll be talking all things volleyball. Back soon. Yes, welcome back. We're fifteen away from eight, and it's now time to talk some volleyball, beach volleyball. Louis, it absolutely is. I just saw it. Sorry,
2: side note, Jason Roy is just hit 145 from 63 balls to chase 241 in the Pakistan Super League. Now, I just couldn't get those numbers out of my head, so I had to say them out loud. Yeah, that's just happened overseas. But you're right, it's time to talk volleyball with Shauna Polly because, well, remember we talk, caught up with Shauna years ago, actually. One of our first... It was probably, we were only been on air a couple of months and she'd been around the Mm. world trying to qualify for the COM Games. Since uh, her and Alice Zyman have been to the COM Games, they've um, acquitted themselves very, very, very well over there. Now they're back in New Zealand. There is Paris next year to be thinking about, but it's the final leg of the New Zealand Beach Tour and. We have Shauna on the line to find out how it's all going at the beach, although it hasn't been a very summery summer, Shauna. So have you guys been playing in wetsuits? Or
5: Hey, guys. uh, It has been, yeah, one of the worst uh, summers so far for us. I think in January we literally trained nearly every day in the rain. I can't say I've ever had a summer like that. So, yeah, terrible.
1: So conditions, that that'll obviously when you're walking on sand, it's a it's a lot firmer. So does it put more pressure on your body, or is it easily easier to get around the around the court with a firm sand?
5: Yeah, totally. Uh, the sand's a little bit harder, so it means you kind of jump mm. higher and can you know spike the ball a bit better. Um, but it is a bit harder on the bod, um, especially trying to warm up when it's a bit colder. Not as nice for sure.
2: Now, oh, I, nice. I noticed you, you just had COVID, haven't you, Sean? So it, it, how's that played into this um, series, the New Zealand Beach Tour? Have, have you guys missed any games or practice? How are you doing?
5: Yeah, uh, it's a classic, you know, you just get it at the worst time as usual. But uh, I got it just after our first stop of the tour um, down in Nelson. So... Luckily, I wasn't too bad off. I did have some really uh, bad symptoms, but I uh, managed to pull myself together just in time for the next event, uh, that next weekend. Um, but, yeah, not not doing too bad, but, uh, yeah, at least now, I will mean, probably have some good protection going overseas for the next few months.
1: There you go. Spirits are high. Look, we haven't caught up with you since you've competed at the Commonwealth Games last year. What was that experience like?
5: Oh, it was absolutely amazing. Um Obviously gutted, we didn't quite get the result we were wanting to. We, we made the semis this time, which was better than last time. But, yeah, it was really gunning for that, you know, podium finish. However, we just played some phenomenal volleyball. We took the uh, current world champions to three sets twice, uh, just absolutely, you know, pushing them to the limit. And for me, that's always going to be a career highlight, you know, doing that on the international stage in front of a massive crowd. So that was wicked. Unfortunately, just Mm. couldn't quite, uh, you know, keep up that high-level play towards the end in our um, bronze playoff. Um, But still absolutely, yeah, stoked with that experience um, and how we performed. Um, And luckily, you know, after that, you know, uh, we were pretty disappointed and gutted with that but we managed to bounce back and win Asian Champs a few weeks later um, which for us is an even bigger result so yeah super stoked with how that whole kind of um, season ended up for us
2: it was epic because the time zone was perfect. We were on air most mornings and we got to watch a lot of it and the Canadians were, were really good, weren't they? There was some super high quality um, sport going on. It did, did it, if you're looking on the, the bright side of it, has it just left that fire burning for a medal more and, and how, does it, how do you go about making the Olympics um, team and, and how's that all piecing together?
5: Yeah, totally. I think it was really good validation for us in terms of, like, knowing that we can compete at that top level against some of the top teams in the world. Um, So heading into this, like, Olympic cycle now, we know that we have a chance and we can, like, be there and be, you know, performing at the next level. So for us now, we head overseas in less than two weeks and we'll be playing nearly every weekend, every two weekends, uh, in Brazil, the States, Europe, uh, literally until um, November this year we'll be away overseas. Wow. Uh, trying to just rack up as, much, as many points and as many good results as we can um, trying to qualify.
1: And those air points. Don't forget about those air points. You've got to sort oh, yourself man. out a holiday when you get rest so you get to travel <laughs> yeah. the world. Do you yeah. ever pinch yourself? Uh, Do me when we have you time p- for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, so this is obviously your, your full-time gig, or do you have, a, like, a regular job that you kind of come back to? Because, obviously, funding and being able to travel, it costs a lot of money, so do you have a real good support system with you? Were you selling
2: honey? Yeah, or, I do. Is
5: that right? Pardon? Were you selling honey? Or was there something? I, am I, am I? Yeah, I, I still do a bit of work for um, a company that sells Manuka honey, uh, so they when I say a bit of work I contract to them for a few hours a week Um, but really I am amazing at saving my money and being really resourceful I I do a few little different gigs here and there at the moment I've been running some corporate um, beach volleyball events for uh, companies for their staff Um, you know I just find ways to make it happen essentially my rent I I always find really cheap rents. I just yeah I make it happen
1: yeah. Oh, can you teach me? I'm poor, honey. Sort of oh, Louis is good. He's tight. No, I, yeah, I'm real tight.
2: You can you start running se- seminars or become TikTok famous on how to get around the world on 20 bucks or whatever. Um, Hey, Shauna, we better oh, actually expert, ask it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sharing uh, COVID hotel rooms and that sort of thing. Um, We should, we should ask about the, the New Zealand beach tour. How's it all set up? Are you guys going to win? And is the competition being stiff?
5: Yeah, competition has been awesome. Uh, our coach has brought over a US, um, a really, really awesome US player uh, from his college when he was back living in the States, Elena. She's come over, she's playing with our next best New um, Zealand player and they have just really brought another level. So they actually beat us that weekend in Auckland uh, post-COVID. I'm not going to blame it on the COVID. They, were, they played awesome. Uh, I was feeling pretty good. Um, but we managed to put them last weekend back at the mound. So this weekend is the final tour stop. Uh, it's going to be a real good battle because, uh, you know, we won, they won. Um, it's going to be an awesome little humdinger trying to see who takes out the title.
1: No, you'll take it out. I remember last time we spoke, you, you're good with telling stories. Have you got a quick tour story for us that's radio appropriate? I remember you went swimming in Rwanda from my memories, No, like, I don't think they went swimming. Oh, they nearly did. (laughs) We weren't
5: allowed to swim last time. Oh, (laughs) on the floor, I'm really sorry. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head.
1: Oh, that's okay. Yeah, nothing
5: nothing too slightly. Sorry, guys.
1: No, that's right. What goes on tour go, uh, stays on tour. I understand the whole <laughs> dynamics of it all. Don't worry about it. Shauna Polly, good luck with the weekend. It's great to have you back home with your partner, Alice Simon, and uh, we're right behind you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. All the best.
5: We're good.
1: Thanks, guys. There she is. Shauna Polly. Nothing, ra- no, nothing radio pro- appropriate, I bet. Oh, nothing. No way, mate. Tour life is so good. They'll be having so much fun, and they get to travel around the world, playing the sport that they absolutely love, seeing some wonderful destinations. It is so good. Great to hear from Sean Apolly. We'll shoot off, and we'll come back, and we'll flick through a couple of these messages that have come through on the text machine. Welcome back. Coming up to 8 o'clock after 8, we're going to be talking to William Truebridge, the free diver, the record holder. He's, he's dived over 100 metres, which is freakish, phenomenal, something I wouldn't even... Attempt, attempt, not one, but anyway, uh, looking forward to having a chat to him. And he is our more than an athlete, he is more than that. He's doing big things outside of the water and mental health departments. So looking forward to chatting to him about that. We've got a few messages here, Louie. I'm going to read one from PJ. Morning, boys. Get ready, Izzy. The haters will be coming. Those bloody crusaders have poached Scotty Barrett again. PJ, he's staying home. This is his home, I told you. He's playing for Taranaki. But he is in Crusader land
2: and this is oh, the captain.
1: Yep. Yep, without a doubt. He's got so much mana and, and people follow him and he just plays hard and tough. He's very, very good. He's gonna he's he, I was reading the comments in regards, to uh, Razor Ray was like, he could be one of our greatest ever. And it's oh. a hell of a statement to say when you've got Brad Thorne, Scott Barrett, Brody Retellick. Oh, names you can rattle off. But uh, yeah, William Trubridge coming up. And we're looking forward to this chat for sure. Free diving. He'll be good at getting kinners, won't he, Brett, from Huntley? So maybe you can ask him that question. Here's Adolha with the news for Cuba. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. 1476 she goes, I go, we roll, we go, over Welcome back, Izzy roll, and Kempi for breakfast, S-E-N-Z. We've got Louis Herman in the seat, in the driver's seat. In fact, Louis and Ke- Kempi, in fact, is making his way back from Fiji. He's been on holiday. He'll be back on the airways tomorrow morning. So travel safe, Kempi. It's been a big show. It's been a big couple of hours, but nothing is bigger than this. It's five past eight. Let's rip into it.
5: Caring for our communities Out of the gym and off the park Working just as hard paying it forward To our next generation This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe
4: Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate Bringing people and property together In our communities
1: Goosebumps, try and grasp this. Try and grasp the mental strength and clarity you would need to have put yourself 102 metres underwater on one human breath. William Truebridge is the world's deepest man Having dived unaided on a single breath to, the de- to that depth of 102 metres, he's a seven-time world champion and has set 18 world records through one of more astonishing careers a Kiwi athlete has pieced together. Out of the water, William's on a mission to help people with their own headspace and mental immune system, as he describes it, to cope with anxiety and stresses of life. William Truebridge is certainly more than an athlete, and he's with us on the line now. G'day, William. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Good morning, Izzy. How you doing? Ah, oh, good. Look, look. Just, just start somewhere. Talk us through it from the start. When did freediving come across you in life, and when did you realise you had a bit of a
6: knack of it? It's for as long as I can remember. It's always been there because my family we were brought up on a boat. My brother and I, and so we were always just kind of playing in the water, spearfishing, getting seafood hunting for shells, that kind of thing. So it's just kind of almost part of my DNA. But it wasn't until I think when I was 22 that I discovered it as an actual sport that you could train in, and um, after that, I was just hooked.
2: It's funny you mentioned that, William. <laughs> uh, it's so good to have you on the show, mate, but we already had a text this morning, Brett from Huntley, say um, there's a spot on the kazi's boat if William wants to come and help us get some kinners. So uh, you've already got some fans <laughs> out there. Do you do much free
1: diving for water?
6: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, here, where I am in the Bahamas now, but especially when I come back to New Zealand, uh, whenever I can, we're, we're out um, to get crays or kingfish or kinners, um, power, everything.
1: Oh, mate, you! I love my water but I just can't get it. So I'll be relying on you, William, to get in there and, and get us a nice wee feed. Look, can you just explain how alone you are when you're a hundred meters deep in that ocean, like? What is going through your mind and your body?
6: Yeah, you are kind of very alone and you're intensely like with yourself, like everything kind of is focused inwards, if that makes sense. You don't really get that much stimuli from outside. There's no no noise. You don't see much. In fact, most of the time I have my eyes closed. Wow. And wow. you don't really feel your body so much in the water, right? Because there's no sensation of kind of, um, you are not standing on it. You don't feel your weight. And so without all that sensory stimuli, you go inside yourself and you get a really intense experience of what your kind of your actual consciousness is, like what it feels like just to be a speck of awareness drifting down into the into the depths.
2: How long did it take you to be comfortable with that
6: feeling? um it took took a I guess it was kind of almost natural to begin with because um I had that childhood so I never really felt um felt afraid or felt out of place in the water uh but yeah it's it's like any sport it takes a lot of training to get adapted to the point where you can stay minutes under the water and and feel kind of completely at peace down there
1: Mate, Louis spoke about it earlier on the show, like it hasn't been smooth diving for you, you've been put in some compromised situations, can you talk us through those moments when I think the deflata, uh, deflatable boy, inflatable boy had to, to, uh, to release and, and get you to the surface, like, you know, like, to be able, to, oh, I just can't get my, wrap my mind around it, that situation where you're that deep and you've got into trouble.
6: Yeah, there have been some um, close calls and I'm lucky to have like a really good safety team who is there to back me up. So they can actually now see me at every point on the dive. Um, They can see me on a a sonar, like a fish finder is what we use basically just to track you down and up. Um, And if they see me stop moving upwards, um, then they release that counter ballast and that pulls the whole dive line up. And I'm, I'm not allowed to touch the dive line, but I'm kind of attached to it with a running carabiner. So if that comes up, the plate at the end of it will grab my carabiner and lift me to the surface. But luckily, there's only been one time that I've actually had to um, be retrieved that way.
2: And <clears> did that, getting past that, was that a hurdle at all? Like you you, you speak about other athletes and you train and you, you train your body to be put in these situations. And, and I know we're gonna talk about the mental aspect of what you do. And I think it's really cool what you were doing out of the water as well. But did getting back in the water after that was that a was that an issue at all?
6: After that incident, yeah, it was a little bit. Uh I had to kind of like question what I was doing and make sure that what I was doing was safe, especially now I have a family and um take my time to kind of ease back into it. Um but at the end of the day I knew that there was nothing that was going to keep me out of the water. So um i was going back there one way or the other and it was just a matter of kind of doing it in the safest way possible i guess
1: because you think when you when you when you dive deep it's like the same when i'm at the bottom of the pool i push off the bottom and i'm I'm back to the top but it's not the same for you because when you're descending you've obviously going down Then the pressure's high and then you're ascending and you're coming up you've actually got to recalibrate so it's a long journey, mate. Like when you get to the bottom, do you ever look up and go, oh my God, I've got to get back up there now. Or is it just you switch <laughs> off and you're like, just just your mind's, um, you, you, your, your mind is, is just gone and you're at peace.
6: Yeah, so if you look up, that's one of the most dangerous things you can do. It, it stretches out your throat and your trachea, which is already like super compressed. So you can actually give yourself quite a bad, um, dangerous injury doing that. But also you're not, going to see anything like the surface you're not even going to see the surface from like 30 40 meters let alone from 100 so all you're going to see is this kind of like paint pale blue light um if that and so yeah um that's not going to be very reassuring and also the the halfway point of the dive like when you turn at maximum depth it's not actually halfway in terms of the energy expenditure that you're going to put into the dive so the way up is a lot more intensive than the way down we actually kind of get a free ride on the way down because once you swim past about 30 meters or 25 30 meters we become negatively buoyant which means that your your lungs are compressed to the point where your body is heavier than water so you sink without having to swim so we do what is called the free fall and just like relax and glide down from 30 meters all the way to 102 But when you turn at 102, you pay for that free ride uh, because you're negatively buoyant. You have to work against that weight in order to find that service.
2: So how do you reconcile that when, when you're down there? I mean, do you? Do you even think about it? Like how conscious are you? I know you started off and you told us the state of mind you're in, but are you conscious about how far you've gone or can you be?
6: Yeah, i'm obviously aware that i'm I've, I've i've turned and i know exactly the depth that i've gone to because i've set the target the plate at that depth and i also have alarms on my depth gauge that alert me to the depth that i'm at so i know where i am but i'm not focused or, or kind of cognizant of it i'm just yeah. focused on what i'm doing in the present moment the way that i'm swimming and even less than that just trying to like focus on the empty spaces between thoughts and I'm just kind of being in that flow state where you're not having rational conscious thoughts you're just operating on autopilot. So,
1: so you've obviously gone over 100 meters where is humanly possible to the depths that you could potentially get to?
6: So for now, we only know that um, we can go to 102 and for sure we can put more meters on that, but it just becomes this kind of like increasingly like a gray zone uh, of, of a decreasing probability, like 103, sure, yeah, someone will do that one day, but 150, I pretty much definitely not. Um, so somewhere in there, there's a limit and we'll just always be striving to, to get closer to that I guess but there's no way of knowing where it is. So the
2: competitor in you William where where are you at at the moment like what is on the horizon what's on the agenda for for you are are you still as hungry as you were when you were you know trying to break 100 and and there, you know so on and so on?
6: Yeah I'm still definitely hungry for more depth um, but at the same time I'm seeing like I'm also really motivated by taking these techniques and lessons that I've learned in my career as a freediver and applying them to um, to everyday life and to the problems that we face in personal or business life, because I've seen just such a huge application there. And we're facing kind of a, a second pandemic of stress and anxiety, um, both at home and in the workplace. So, if I can make a small difference to to that problem um, by applying these incredible techniques, mental and physical techniques that helped to assuage the the stress and anxiety then that's that's really uh, motivating for
1: me yeah I just want you to elaborate just on, on a little bit more if you can on, on that like we've had our own struggles back here in New Zealand and, and we've got farmers we've got people in the Hawke's Bay and the Gisborne area that mm-hmm. have lost everything it's devastating so you know they'll be anxious they'll have anxiety you know they'll be dealing with their own mental mental struggles you know I've I've gone through my own little journey, like for you, have you got any like little tools or tips that you could probably offer to a few of our listeners?
6: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I've been following, cause I'm from the Bay as well. So I've been following what's been going on back there and it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I can't imagine what it's like to lose pretty much yeah everything, um, your livelihood, your home, everything. So um, I can't kind of speak to that situation, but I do know that these techniques for me have applied to even the most extreme forms of stress. Like um, when I have kind of felt like I'm about to have a nervous breakdown because of different things that are coming at me. So the, the the tools that I can give then it has to be a combination of a mental and a physical approach. And the reason is that stress and anxiety attack us mentally through the kind of the negative self-talk that happens in our minds but also physically through the hormones the stress hormones that get released and the effects that has on our body so we have to defend ourselves mentally and physically and the physical defenses revolve principally around using the breath as a tool to activate the calming it's called the parasympathetic nervous system that calms you down and It's an incredibly powerful um, engine that we have with our breathing Mm -hmm. if we use it in the right way. And to kind of summarize it um, without going into detail, the the breath has to be nasal and diaphragmatic uh, in order for you to activate that parasympathetic system. And then mentally, it's about, it's a kind of a version of mindfulness where you are detaching yourself from what is happening or from what is coming into you And seeing it as just information or contents to your awareness. So we are not like our emotions, we're not our thoughts, we're not our bodies. We are just the observer inside all of that, that is experiencing um, all of this this content that's coming to us. And when you can see that and distinguish even between the negative thoughts that are happening inside your own head and see those just as contents of your consciousness... Then you can make kind of that jump to the other side of the soundproof glass, and you're not you're no longer kind of affected by all this all this um, stuff that goes into your head or, or comes at you from the outside. So those wow, are two oh, the two so, main tools, but the game changer with it, and this is probably the most important part is that you have to program it into your subconscious. Because if it's something that you, like a a party trip that you have to kind of get out in the heat of the moment when, I don't know, your your wife is like um, screaming at you. or having, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or or, I don't know, in some like intense business meeting or something. You can't be just like, hey guys, wait a minute. I've just got to go and do my breathing technique in the corner here. Sure. It doesn't like that. So it has to be something in the background and that's subconscious. And so you carry on. With your um, whatever you're doing, while you have this immune system that's kicked into gear, a certain um, type of breathing and a certain mental state. And if that happens, then you're you're away. sailing.
1: Oh that's I, that's so good. So, so I've just i just got a um, little example that I use. Whether well, it's probably the same thing. Like if I make a mistake or if something happens to me, I try and brush my shoulder and just just try and give myself mm. a physical. Uh, action to get my ma- mind away from from what's happened, and, and the breathing mm-hmm. something new to me Then I I'll, I'll look to. Oh, you wouldn't have seen it, but I've been breathing this whole time through my nasal, and trying to expand that diaphragm, and ah, oh, it does wonders. Thank you for sharing that.
6: Nice, yeah. The the uh, we call it like a physical anchor, um, where you have like a certain movement or a certain um, kind of body part that you touch or something. Those are really powerful as well. You can kind of use them like as a you can charge them up like a battery and then access that same state or energy when you um, do the maneuver.
2: I, I absolutely adore the, the phrase uh, mental immune system. I think it represents so much just to, to kind of wrap us up. William, we'll let you crack on and um, tough life in the Bahamas. Um, but <laughs> you're you, the, do, do you, and I guess you were probably the perfect person to ask because of what you've put your body through physically, but, now you know what you're doing is say out of the water do do you think we as humans do you think we've grasped what our bodies and our mind is capable of and and do you think we really it's something we're not conscious of enough what we can actually do for ourselves if we treat ourselves right and put ourselves in in the best possible situations to succeed and and perform are are we anywhere near capacity on, on that front do you think
6: Yeah, I don't think we are, Um, both in the individual cases, like in in a sport like freediving, but also kind of holistically, like a lot of the time we don't give ourselves credit for how much potential we have in any given situation. And so if you kind of confront things with the idea that like, yeah, you can do this and you, especially getting out of your comfort zone, like tackling something that you think is completely impossible, um, the... The reward that comes from eventually achieving that, the, the boost that gives you to your confidence, you, you can't buy that. That's just, it's huge. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I always encourage people to kind of give them, set themselves goals, targets um, that they think are kind of outside their limits. Um, and yeah, um, you stand a lot to gain if you can surprise yourself there.
1: William Trubidge, you are an absolute champion. Uh, No doubt you've helped so many there listening to the show. We've had a message come through. Great show, guys. As usual, your interviews are always great. Makes me so proud to be a Kiwi. Keep it up. Thank you so much, William, for sharing your experiences, and you'll be helping plenty out there, particularly in our hometown, Hawke's Bay. Um, Our love and Mm -hmm. prayers go out to everyone there. So thank you so much for your time.
6: Cheers, Izzy. Thanks, guys.
1: There he is. William Truebridge. mind-blowing stuff. But simple, like the, the tools that he used, Louie, just breathing, staying present. Like, we're gonna, f- everyone will be feeling anxious in these times. I feel anxious. I had it for the last three days, and I was like, what's wrong with me? But getting up, and he talked about a physical action, so actually getting off the couch, going for a walk, going for a little wander, getting some fresh air, just simple things, breathing through your nasals, expanding the diaphragm. Oh, so good. You wouldn't have seen me because you couldn't see me in the camera. But I was like, no, I can. I, ca-
2: I can. <laughs> I hate you. I, I could see you, you couldn't see me, but um, you're right, man. Like that, I'm going to have to go back and re listen to that. It just mm. getting my head around what he's saying about being able to put yourself in that subconscious state where you can release those, those positive toxins and. Um, that nasal and opening that diaphragm. We all know what it's like when you take a couple of deep breaths and how good it feels. But being able to put yourself in that subconscious state to do that in pressure environments. And the best part is I'm trusting William Truebridge because the bloke's been to 102 metres in the whole of the planet. So, like, if, if you talk about someone that understands pressure, literal physical and mental, is he? Oh, I loved that. That was awesome.
1: Oh, uh, starstruck. He's a hero. Yeah. Yeah, that was good, mate. Great gear. Absolutely loved it. And like I said earlier, that would have helped plenty. And I know who would have loved that was Tremaine's Real Estate because they're a Hawke's Bay company and he's a Hawke's Bay lad. So that was brought to you by Tremaine's Real Estate, bringing people and property together in our communities. Great to catch up with William Truebridge. You're listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. <laughs> Thank you, aroha. It's now time to catch up with Joey B for some headlines brought to you by Gull, fueling your mission all year
3: round. Joey B. Just a quick one here, boys. More Champions League football today after Chelsea did what I thought they would do and booked their tickets to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, being Dortmund 2-0 to go up, 2-1 mm. on aggregate. Benfica's all uh, cruise through as well, 5-1. They're through the quarterfinals today. Big one by Munich against PSG. We'll see how PSG does without Neymar. Mbappe said that. He he. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Mbappe leaving PSG. He says it won't uh, depend on how they do in the Champions League. But fans think there's a lot at stake. And Tottenham is playing Milan also at 9am. They're down 0-1 on. Oh, sorry, yeah, they're down 0-1 on aggregates. Those are your sports headlines, boys. Thanks to go.
1: There you go, Mbappe. Neymar. Look, obviously, Louis Neymar's a huge loss. But that Mbappe will carry that team on his back with Lionel Messi, so predicting them to get one over, I reckon.
2: Mbappe needs to do some deep breathing, mate. He just needs to just take a leaf out
1: of Will Trubridge's
2: box and uh, do some deep breathing. I I feel like we are prisoners at the moment as sports fans, and that's okay. We're allowed to be. We are pretty reactionary, but that World Mm. Cup final... Between Mbappe and Messi, like yes, we've had that mm. test match since then, and we've um, done plenty of and We've seen plenty of incredible sport. That that will have to go down as one of the most unbelievable two and a half hours of sport ever. Like I don't want us to forget that. That was just mm. really, really, really special, wasn't it? Such a good watch
1: for sure. Uh, um, I was yeah. Look, I was a Ronaldo fan, but I was I was rooting for um, Messi to get that done. He has got to be the GOAT. He's won that many, what's it, Ballon d'Aul trophies for the best football on the planet. and oh, It was it was good. So good. We are so lucky. Look, honestly, you you pinch yourself. I know many love that interview, but I'm still pinching myself because we get to bring champions to the airways and, and share it with you. Like You think I'm sitting here and just running the interview, but I'm actually sitting here just absolutely pinching myself. <laughs> And listening to these athletes, what they do, what they go through, how they overcome adversity, and it's so good. So good. I'm very privileged to be able to do this for you out there. So uh, I hope you're enjoying it. And if you've missed anything, you can go over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Like Brett from Huntley, he's going to go re-listen to William Trubridge and have a listen. You can get all our podcasts on the SCNZ app, download it, and you'll get everything. Read a couple more of these messages, won't we, Louis? Here we go. Watch the Doco Deep Blue. I think it's called. It's about his attempt at 100 meters, I think. And Mark, well, he's frustrated as anything in the traffic. Also, did the nasal breathing help me? Helped calm me getting through this Christchurch traffic. Mark, well, no Christchurch traffic, traffic, traffic here, compared to Auckland. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, like, yeah. come you on, out of Auckland, mate, you'll be spitting tax. And Patty, Wowzer. What a terrifying but intriguing chat. Sounds like an absolute nightmare, but at the same time, the freedom sounds intoxicating. What a guy. Appreciate it. So there you go. Remember, we are still giving away a pair of Adidas Golf Shoes. The all new ZG G twenty three ranger golf shoes from Adidas. get in touch with us, double eight doubles three, and let us know a simple thing. What position will our star golfer Ryan Fox finish at the players' championship? Foxy tees off at two twenty nine AM tomorrow morning. So there you go. Let us know. Double eight you You've got about five to ten minutes, and then we'll announce a winner before we get off to Smithy and have we catch. Up. Are we going to catch it with Paul? Is he uh him Delph? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, well done for all of the the money they took on. If I get paid, then drifted it out to ten bucks. So, um, we better, we better have a chat to pull the money. I was just gonna say, if you want to rewatch that or re-listen to interview, we'll put it up on the SCNZ YouTube channel. We managed to get Will okay. on um, on Zoom, so we've actually got his whole chat, which you can watch back. Yeah, Multimedia, Let's Go SCNZ uh, on the SCNZ <laughs> YouTube channel. So we'll get that up. We'll clip it all over the Instagram and Twitter. So make sure you go follow us on the socials.
1: There you go. There's a shameless plug. Beautiful. All right. Uh, and Daisy said, relish, chutney, and the bacon egg pie. I have to. So you Let's got the pass go. mark Daisy. Let's she said yeah, that's, that, that's common. That's common. I said, is it? You've never done it, darling. She goes, yeah, but it's common. So she's all over it. There you go, bacon, egg pie with little, come on, sprinkles of chutney throughout it. Oh, I'm hungry now. So we'll shoot off and we'll come back. And we'll have a catch-up with Paulie Mwari, won't we?
2: Gee, Izzy and I are hungry for some bacon and egg pie with relish and you're hungry for (laughs) some uh, Adidas ZG23 golf shoes. Double eight, double three. What position does Ryan... And I don't want top five finish. I need the number. It's a sweepstake. Um... By the way, Robbie, uh, can you go back and take photos of everyone in his guests? Um, <laughs> I haven't, haven't quite kept on track of that. Um, so let's do that, and you can have some golf shoes. Paulie Muadi, you are an absolute dead set hacker, and not even a pair of golf shoes will can help your game, but you're more than welcome to get into the draw. So what do you think Foxy's going to finish this
4: weekend? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 21st.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Where's the faith? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll give
1: you
4: give me, give me the tip. There are a number of punters out there who've got the faith because uh, Ryan Fox is currently $176 to win the Players' Championship and he's our fourth best-backed uh, golfer in that uh, outright winner market. So Ryan Fox is by far and away our worst result. Uh, for the Players' Championship. The best back golfer so far, Rory McElroy, who is currently $10. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, second best back, he's $11. And John Rahm, also at $11, is third best back. So just outside those top three, Ryan Fox has received a significant amount of support uh, with Punters. And we've also got a, a bonus back promotion, and enhanced bonus back promotion uh, on the uh, Players' Championship. Uh, tournament, just place a pre-tournament outright winner bet uh, and if your player doesn't win but finishes inside the top 20, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. So plenty of opportunities uh, for punters to pick up a bonus bet if their player doesn't uh, get up and win.
2: Love it. There's an outstanding promotion, Paulie, and you've got the Auckland Cup uh, field up and open and I actually think at Aquacade... She's drifted slightly. Um, The draw off to the top of my head is, what is she? She has drawn 13. So in a field that big, it's not horrific, Um, but it is definitely wide. So she's been pretty versatile and flawless to this day. Did punters get into the 270 yesterday, or are they just waiting to see what happens? Because I see that Lincoln King's King's taking a bit of money with Opie. Uh, Ladies' man's taking a bit of cash. But what about Aquacade, the favourite?
4: Oh, look, she does have her supporters, so we have taken a wee bit of uh, cash her way. Best backed in the race so far, though, in that final field win market, ladies' man, uh, the yeah. Ellen Sharrock... Uh, second fave with Craig Grills aboard. And you did mention uh, Stephen Marsh and Lincoln King. Looks like there's a wee bit of Opie tax going on there. Uh, he, we've seen money for Lincoln King, of course, proven over the two miles, having won the, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the New Zealand Cup down in Rickerton, uh what, a year or two ago. Um, and so we see Lincoln King from 12s into $10. I'm Wellington at, Cup, uh, I think. A couple of... Oh, was it the Wellington Cup?
2: What was it? Uh, yeah. He's won he a thirty right. two hundred metre race at Trentham. I think he I, I had big futures on him to win the New Zealand Cup this year and I reckon he wins it on the Saturday, but they got the track all mucked up and then there was it was just had a bit of juice in it on the oh. Tuesday and, and I haven't I haven't
4: let that <laughs> <Yeah>. one go. <laughs> no, no, I, I feel your pain through the phone there, Louie. Um, I'm having a look at the Sistema. There's only one they want here. It looks like this is your anchor multi anchor for the weekend, Tokyo Tycoon. A dollar fifty five into a dollar forty five we took a $5,000 bet on Tokyo Tycoon at $1.55. 97% of the turnover in that final field win market is on Tokyo Tycoon to win the Sistema. So there's only one one, one they want there. We saw a number of a couple of short-price favourites get up last weekend with the likes of uh, Beach Babylon, um, Sharp and Smart. Um, so punters looking to uh, follow the shorts in in the Sistema, and they have backed Tokyo Tycoon. The money continues to come for Tokyo Tycoon, and in the Bone Crusher, the group won on Saturday. Uh, best back there, second favourite La Creek, uh, three dollars into two dollars and eighty cents. Um, Prow West, the favourite, not without, not without support, but a slight drift there, just with the uh, amount of support that we're getting on La Creek. And there's been a wee bit of cash on Defibrillate as well. Solid at seven fifty. I thought the English cricketers had left. I don't know. Maybe they. <laughs> maybe we're getting. We're still getting a wee bit of money from those those bombs. So yeah, Defibrillate has uh, had support. Seven fifty solid
1: on the line of betting. There's a reason why you can feel and hear his pain through the phones, because Louis did not get paid. Oh, did you get paid? God.
2: Come on, mate! Oh, what are you no. doing?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's I just twelve to nine. It. We've <laughs> it
2: four minutes past six. What
1: are you doing? And uh, 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 don't
4: forget uh, <laughs> round two of the NRL this thanks, weekend. Paul. The Warriors, the Warriors look to continue on their winning ways. Um, Look, they drifted yesterday. They were four dollars, drifted out to four twenty, and from twelve and a half point underdogs to thirteen and a half point underdog. That was enough to tweak the interests of punters. They jumped on the uh, Warriors plus thirteen and a half, and now back into twelve and a half point underdogs. And they've moved from four twenty into three ninety five. But the big movers of the round, and no surprises here, the punters have told the bookies that they're wrong. Uh, the Dolphins, who opened up at around two ninety, now into two dollars and twenty eight. Uh, the Raiders now out to $1.60. Dolphins have been the best fact team so far in round two. And, well, with one Wayne Bennett at the helm uh, and at home against the uh, uh, Raiders, you've got to give them a big chance. So punters took the early uh, odds at 2.90. Dolphins now into $2.28 to win on Saturday night.
1: Well, I switched off as soon as you didn't answer my question. <laughs>
4: I just want to know—is—is uh, is, is he going to back Tokyo Tycoon on Saturday? <laughs> it will shake my betting patterns.
1: Do you know why? Because I had a five-leg multi, and I, if I get paid top three to, to win it, and I'm just—I I probably stopped it. I'm—I apologise to Louis this morning, and uh, yeah, we'll just move on. Thank you so much for that wee update, there, Paulie Wiley. It's always great to chat to you every single morning. It is Friday, so no doubt you'll be having a day off. You take care, my friend. Thank you.
0: Yep.
4: Thank you, thank you, Izzy. I
1: look forward to catching up with Joe for a beer. Yes, Joey B. He's pumping it up, mate. He'll be wearing his Alsa uniform, so get ready. <laughs> Watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at dav.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Well, we've done it again. We've had it in there. Are we going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, do it tomorrow. Uh, Until tomorrow, fun Friday, let's shoot off and we'll come back and have a catch up with the Doyen, the one and only from Hawke's Bay. Smithy, coming up.